Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on. Let me. I know it sounds like I'm eating chili, and that's because I'm eating chili, but I cannot stress how seriously I'm taking that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear okay. me slurping my coffee because the mic's over by my feet. Hello, and welcome back to hour 15 of our 24 hour Save the CW telethon. <laughs> our phones are open and ready to receive your donations. Ari. Hi, what's up? How many donations have we received thus far? At least seven. At least seven. At least. And how much money is that? 11 billion Canadian US dollars. Yeah, so we're, we're really chucking, chucking, <laughs> we're really trucking along here. As I'm sure many of you were aware, it was announced sometime this week that the CW, which as you know, stands for Craig Watson Television Network, is um, looking to be sold. Much like so Tumblr- apparently not an elaborate money laundering scheme. Question mark. Uh, much like Tumblr before it, it has only depreciated in value since conception. Uh, Neopets also. So at least this isn't just Neopets is on a different level than those two other ones. I do believe Neopets is ancient. Neopets and actually was and, fun. And as the as apparently the premier journalist on the Neopets beat. That is apparently what I fucking do now. Let me say, NFT thing went really fucking stupid. You know who else is inexplicably doing NFTs? Fucking Barbie. And like, they fuck, completely misunderstood. Well, okay, so the it's dumb as fuck for every reason, including that NFTs are a stupid crypto row pyramid scam. On the other level, it's also stupid because if you buy the NFT, they give you a doll. And I'm like, that's, that's not what an NFT is. I think you oh, guys have fundamentally else. misunderstood something here. Why not just let me buy the fucking doll? And it's yeah. just like, who is this for? Because if you're collecting, like, col and I mean, this is like a ball name, like, French fashion house collaboration doll. This is not like a off-the-rack store doll playline thing. So it's like, what 50-year-old woman who is collecting this is going to, one, know what an NFT is, two, know how to purchase one, and three, care? And it's just like, how, how many of these fools are going to understand what a crypto is or how to access it or, like, uh, any of it? Also, I think that it's insane because dolls are already, you know, made of plastic, so not ideal for the environment, but we digress. But then you're just I, listen, like, oh, now we're going to add an NFT on top of that, which is, like, a bajillion times worse. Listen, arguably the best thing that happened to the, I'm, I'm gonna say something really controversial so oh that we boy. may have to cut may have been the single best thing to happen to dolls in the 21st century and i know oh, what you're saying explain. please what? explain oh boy. okay so oh boy here's <laughs> this is the new opening bit now i guess okay so for some of well, our I mean, viewers, it could happen during a telethon. What else are they going to do? I mean, True. seriously, that's the thing. A telethon, they're just killing time. So um, for those of our viewers who are too young to understand what this meant, 9-11. It was 9-11 <laughs> is jackass. I just don't know what that is. 9-11. I, I know wait, you wait. do. We, back in the early 2000s, had an insane surplus of oil because of the illegal war we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so there were, like, a shitload of weird, obscure little doll lines that were, like, oh, is financed. That million like, random brands of dolls that came out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah see. all the, the big, it was, like, such a weird boom and bust period 
for like i'm not talking about like compet competing lines with barbie there's always one or two dolls every generation that try to compete with barbie no i Some know succeed for a period of time but barbie keeps on fucking trucking for better or worse but like it like shit like like fucking novi stars kind of stuff like the yeah. weird like it was it was definitely that and i mean i actually really do like novi stars i have a lot i have like five five of them they're really cute but like it was one of those things where everybody had money to be making all of this weird little plastic shit so there was just a bunch of dolls that we just don't really have anymore because it's so much more expensive to make them and we're not on that post iraq invasion uh oil high so jesus christ where's richard when we need him yeah um richard cheney richard nixon dealer's James. choice yeah, I mean, truly, dealer's choice. I don't know what the fuck they are up to right now. Well, Richard I... Nixon is burning in hell. Well, yeah, yes, I meant, I'm so sorry. I meant Dick me. Cheney <laughs> and his, his daughter. The burning in hell me. eventually. Eventually. But, um, uh... Um... <laughs> Are we so, going to introduce ourselves at any point? You don't I introduce yourself did. until you go I... <laughs> into the episode. Um, and we're not done with our opening jokes. That's uh, so true. These were jokes. These were jokes. These were jokes. Are jokes in the room right now? Yeah, actually, speaking of things that are about the 90s and the 2000s that are upsetting, um, I was wearing a Sailor Moon t-shirt that I got at Target for $12 at work, and this older artsy woman was, like, checking out, and I had helped her find some stuff, and then she looks at... My t-shirt, she's like, oh, I remember seeing that on the TV. It's kind of too, like, porny, though. Why? Uh, and she started me? talking about, like, Barbies being too sexualized and Sailor Moon being too sexualized. Oh my so god, like, you met one of those bitches in the wild? Shit! I'm like, damn. I'm F. like, listen, you're a customer, and I don't know, so I'm not allowed to come out from behind this register and fucking dropkick you? <laughs> First off, <laughs> into the 70s Sailor Moon where you over-sexualized as racist. I'm not kidding. It, it, no, it, yeah, it is. that's why in my head it was like, well, um, yeah, well, but on top of that, I say sometimes, and I do actually believe I, I've never met people like that in the wild. But it's my pet theory that kind of is borne out by the evidence that like a lot of modern doll lines have these very like I love I literally have almost every single Rainbow High doll they've currently produced. They're great. I the fashion is literally and I have 70s Barbie clothing. It is literally the best clothing that has been made since like the 70s for dolls. It's incredible for like play line stuff. But they all have these big fucking they're just these big circles, no depth, no cheekbones, big ass eyes, nothing. Same with a couple other doll lines that I don't yeah, collect. Yeah, these guys are like everybody's even more that extreme now. than Brit and than it's Brad literally dolls. because back when Monster High dropped, parents got really fucking mad and they accused the dolls of being too over sexualized because their faces were too adult and their bodies weren't proportionate. And like one, no, no, no human being has ever come even remotely close to looking like a Monster High doll. This isn't like those couple of weird Russian ladies who are surgically altering themselves look like Barbies or Jessica Rabbit or whatever. This what is like... What are you going to do in Russia? I mean, yeah. Uh, you journey? know, fuck it, man. So <laughs> it's not quite like that. For the motherland. For the motherland. And it's like, you... It was legitimately such a problem that the doll line that dropped immediately afterward, ever after high, was them literally like, sorry, sorry, here's like a cutesy, big, wide face doll line. 
to and they were like, lesbians so and they Zagon. were and they did and they did canonically make two of them lesbians in one of the web series so but sure it's Zagdonum. God, I'm looking at the dolls that I think are the ones you're talking about, and they don't even look that adult. Fucking, this is ridiculous. Monster High, you mean? No, no, they don't. They are supposed to be, but like the cheek, they were like, the cheekbones are too like adult and sexual. And I'm like, they're cheekbones, but okay. You're the one that are sexualizing. I mean, it really is like, if you're looking at that and seeing it, that's a you problem, my guy. Maybe it's your fault that you're ugly. Yes, yes. Take, maybe see a therapist about that. But like literally every single doll line since it has released has this really big flat face. Like like this, they just like put every single doll head in a panini press and they went, <laughs> this is what they look like now. And I'm just like, okay, I guess. Like a fucking pug, God God help them. Yeah. Like the we doll breeding community. We literally just bred unhealthy breeding. Dogs. <laughs> Not my rainbow high dolls and breeding platforms. Like... <laughs> It's just so fucking like people. And I, at first I was like, there's no way people actually thought that that was just Mattel overreacting, but apparently people really think this shit. And so I guess, you know, wow. It takes all types, takes all kinds. Important boy update. My cats are currently grooming themselves literally right behind my laptop. Each other cuddled up together. Oh, are they grooming each other? Well, right now Thor is mostly just a recipient. Loki's no. going to town. Yeah, Phil will do that with Damien, where like he's like, I'm gonna groom you for like three years, and you're just gonna gonna have to sit here. And she's oh, like, Yeah, whatever. Tarazi. Oh, it's Tarazi. Right now, Speaking he is sitting on the couch, and Damien is in her basket. Okay, well, Incredible. with all of these important updates out of the way, let's yeah. go into the episode. No, Tarazi, don't sniff the microphone. Sniff, sniff. She wants to be heard. Don't silence her. They silenced you. <laughs> Love losers. They, and I cannot stress this enough. Who are we saying that about yesterday? Oh God! Um, I it was it was something. It was like was it all of this Elmo controversy is so? I mean, it's not even controversy. This Elmo Rocco stuff is so funny because any real Sesame Street fan will tell you. Oh, Elmo literally fucking tanked the series. Um, and I'm not, (laughs) and I I hate to literally be the personification of I appreciate the Muppets on a much deeper level than you. That one Onion article. Oh my I mean, God. but like, but like, you're right. People have pointed out legitimately from a child psychology perspective, like the reason that Big Bird was sort of like the face of the show for he was supposed to be a kid. He was, but not even that Elmo. Okay, bear with me. Elmo Wait. is basically supposed to be developmentally like three years old. This is canon. It's uh-huh. he's supposed to be very like impulsive. He's supposed to be very child. Like I, 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 I worked with a lot of three year olds. Some of them are very funny. They have their own personalities. They would literally sell you to Satan for one corn chip. Like they don't <laughs> have the capacity to give a shit about their. They don't impact have a moral structure people. yet. They, they don't. They literally don't. And I'm not saying that in, oh, children are creepy. Way. It's just like they're literally not nah, developed nah. yet to, like, understand it. By the time they're six, they're, and Big Bird is canonically six, they're, like, one kind of aging out of the Sesame Street demographic, but also they're old enough to kind of understand that there are bigger things in the world with them. And their relationship to those things within it and so big bird really worked as a focal point because you could teach him concepts that he'd kind of understand or be able to ask these questions that the three and four year olds watching needed to hear asked and sort of understand from the point of view of what was almost sort of like an older sibling character 
And now that Elmo is the main character, he is just he is just the id of every three-year-old writ large. And it really makes it hard to facilitate education when yeah. it's just Elmo shenanigans. And apparently HBO dropped it for being an hour long to being 30 minutes long. And the last 15 minutes of every single fucking episode are Elmo exclusive. And he still shows up in other skits on the show. And it's like, at that point, I'm literally like, it's just like, it's just Frank Oz. Like, the I have the show. shot. <laughs> Me, no cracking microphone. Take it. Like, okay. shit. Am I completely, like, out of my brain when I think that, like, isn't the whole Rocco thing, like, in the gal that Rocco, like, is the pet of, isn't that character supposed to be autistic, or am I misremembering? Uh, if it's Zoe's pet, no. I think you're thinking of, oh god, Julia, see, uh, the Muppet Zoe that is a reboot of a much older character that does predate Elmo. I am simply yeah. saying, just in terms of, like, rank, that yeah. is... This is like this well, is Elmo one has we technically take... been around since the seventies, but he was only like a background character in skits, and occasionally he would show up, act very childish, and get like very gently. They wouldn't be like "fuck you, Elmo," but they'd be like, "Hey, Elmo, how about you try not being a selfish little dickhead?" And he'd be like, "Oh, okay," because he's you know Elmo. And yeah. then they were like, "Fuck it, what if we just make him the main character?" And they were like, "You know what? Whatever, nothing matters anymore." And so then they gave him to Kevin Hart, and then um, or not wait, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. I'm sorry, wrong guy. Kevin Clash. I think. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Since when is Kevin Hart involved? That would be so fucking funny. Fuck? I said the wrong Kevin. I only have so much space in my brain, <laughs> and most of that has clearly gone towards the Great Pacific Garbage Patch of nonsense trivia. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the guy who played him was like a gay man, and then got ousted from the role due to basically getting smeared with accusations of stuff that he didn't do but Moving looks on. bad if you're you know working with yeah. children and it's like you know what this is a ding dong podcast i'm not even touching that i don't know why this is the sesame sesame street podcast now but we're doing it i mean um, who would you it. have expected less okay so here we are welcome to legends in <laughs> review this would have been the last episode of backlog that we had to record but unfortunately life finds a way oh yeah <laughs> By which I mean, um, the hundredth that was live did not record properly on OBS, which stands for Open Broadcast Software. <laughs> I spoke to Rebecca. They will probably not be able to make it um, because they are moving across the country, but they send their best and say that we should play a song badly on some instruments for them if we can. Absolutely. When we redo the hundredth. But for now, what we're going to do is we are going to uh, talk about 706 and 707. 706, we have a title for right away. It is called Piss Christ. Hey, I hate to be difficult, but did we ever name the fourth one? We didn't. We didn't, and I was thinking about that as we edited it, and I was kind of just like, you know what, maybe, um, uh, well, here, and you know what? Here's the thing, and the thing is this. Uh, knocks over. <laughs> I mean, we'll get there eventually, probably. Um, okay, so welcome to Legends in Review, a show that you can undoubtedly tell is an advice show for the modern era. Oh my god, um, we cannot afford to have that <laughs> fandom coming after us, Jesus Christ. Old, but so, okay, I'm trying to get audio. Hey, hey, number one Sasuke fucker, you missed something important. 
If Brandon were from New York, he would serve cunt. Oh, okay. Did we ever resolve the Jane Austen plot point? It didn't even matter. No, it didn't matter. You shut up. Why are you specifically coming for me? I have done nothing. So, welcome to Legends in Review. In terms of the two of us, I'm definitely nicer to Phil for the most part. I feel like you're the one who called him a goblin that one time. This podcast First off, Rachel, I can take Griffin Mabry in a fight. I can hey, absolutely I didn't see, do that. I even now. So, like... We can all oh, take the McElroys. I'm saying they're And by that, I mean with my fists, we're fine. I would not actually, actually, no, that's not. Welcome <laughs> to Legends and Review, an unofficial and unaffiliated <laughs> podcast reviewing Detective Comics Comics Legends of Tomorrow. I am your host, Rachel, and my pronouns are she, they. Oh, right. Hey, I'm your host, Ari. My pronouns are they, he. Uh, I'm a guest. My name is Gabby, and I'm a guest. My pronouns are she, her. I thought you were going to say those were your pronouns now, and I was like, okay. Uh, on, on, uh, uh, not a neo pronoun I've heard of, but work. Uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> yours yours is better. Yours is better. Um. um, okay. So, this we're going to be doing. We are so close to filling our backlog, you guys. Although, knowing us, you might actually. I mean, thankfully, now we actually, once we do all of this, we will have enough room um, to, enough room. We'll have, we'll finally be able to upload everything but the hundo and technically be kind of caught up. Mm-hmm. Except for the AOS episode. Except for God. the 100th and the AOS episode. Um, we are, I, I don't know why that has taken, I think partially because we are like, dude, dude, does this really need to be a thing that the public has to, but I'm also like, I don't even remember what I said. And out of morbid guys, curiosity. Even if I you would, never post the AOS episode, I would love to hear it. Oh, had, okay. were you not? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I, I want to hear it because I don't even fucking remember what it was about. I, I do not remember a single thing we discussed. If you think I've ever remembered something, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, every <laughs> time. That's what that's the problem of re-recording is, you know, that the shit I say just comes in and out of my mouth. And then I don't remember it. Like, it there's no retention. It does, yeah, it could not matter less. to and me. And like, listen, even though we have just spent the past, what, 20, 30 minutes? Oh dear, almost 30 minutes. Talking about the Muppets. Make no mistake, we're here to talk about DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Because these... Because here's the thing, and the thing is this. These two episodes, um, 706 and 707, we actually haven't come up with a title for 707 yet either, but we'll figure that out as we go along. Um, I really... They were some of my favorite of 7A. Um... I'm not sure if you agree, but basically 706 is the one where we finally get to where, surprise, surprise, Gwyn Davies, Gwyn Davis is a home. You should be grateful I'm not calling him Mr. Bistopheles. Seriously. Is a home of sexual. Excellent. Finally confirmed. And um, so we find out we actually get. Zari 1.0 and Beirad interacting for the sort of first real time, like outside of them just kind of like getting to know each other, which is great because it's a deeply uncomfortable relationship. Oh, and that's why I love it. Um, well, it's like finally we, we get some content that we really, really need out of, of Zari 1, which was her finally getting to like experience what it's like being an older sister again after however many years it's been. Then we find some stuff out about. Um, Beirad 1.0, Beirad Tomas, that was, like, very unexpected 
but also kind of makes perfect sense now that we think about it. All right, refresh my memory because I don't quite... We, okay, so basically the way the episode goes is... Um, is Bayrod, Zari, and Gwyn set out, because uh, I think they're in like the prehistoric, they think they're in the dinosaur time. But they are actually in Chernobyl in the Ukraine. Which was so funny, and I cannot believe oh, I yeah. called that when I, I was actually, watching I the do episode. Remember I was so that. mad. I was like, I know, I knew it. As soon as they were like in the middle of nowhere or whatever, I was like, oh, they're in some shit like Chernobyl or whatever, aren't they? And then sure fucking enough. No shots of that fucked up Ferris wheel because they couldn't afford it. They could not afford it. You think we can it. afford the Ferris wheel? God. The Ferris wheel? I mean, there's got to be stock footage you guys could have just inserted in, but no. You think, we can, you think that they are willing the to pay for stock footage? footage? Yeah, all right, fair it enough. Was, I mean, honestly, if we if they just kept... If they just kept the fucking uh logo if they just kept this eye stock logo on it would anyone really care no not at all would anyone know no absolutely not so what we're going to okay hold on okay so basically um they crash land because they're trying to escape something, I think, and Gideon can't technically route them just yet. Um, this is important later. <laughs> this is never explained. Um, of course. Everybody decides to split up and search for clues. Nate isn't really in this episode. Gideon and Gary go off to have sex, which is very, very disappointing. Funny. Very funny to me. It is very funny, but it's also, like, disappointed! Um... Dis I was mentioning this to Gab, which is like, first and foremost, again, another one of those examples of like, I did not mean to do this. But remember when Gary made the Legends hang out with him in season four, and then it was just because he was trying to distract Tabitha? Yes. Okay, so... Was that the episode that he actually had like a really cute dynamic with Gideon or Astra? He had a cute dynamic with somebody. He had a really, yeah, he did have a really cute dynamic with Gideon. Yes. Okay. All right. And I, I was like, well, because Gideon needs a man that is pathetic. Yeah. You can't. And like, listen, like Bayrod is, is great and he is handsome and he is incredible, but he is not pathetic. Um, pathetic and he's not really like, he's sad and he definitely has issues, but he's just, he's not that level of depression that Gideon needs in a man. Yeah. Gideon needs someone who's like broken. And Gary is is broken insofar as all Jewish men are. Anyway. Any, but I digress. Um, doop, doop, doop. Okay, so then Sarah goes off with, I think, Astra. And Ava goes off with... Ava goes off with Spooner. Because one of them has an act, if I recall correctly. Um, this is also one of those things where people make it weird about them being their parents again. Where I'm like, oh, I wish we would stop doing this. But... You know, whatever. I guess this is actually the first episode in a while where we've had actual Zari 1.0 content that result. And I don't want to be like, oh, it's just her relationship with Nate and that's the only thing they care about. Because that's not necessarily true. What's more true is that they do not give her and Nate the screen time that they deserve. Um, and they will be given and they give it to 
plot lines that I think maybe uh, don't need that much screen time or that we've been like, we had the bowling episode last season and it's like, we have had so much Sarah focus in season six where it was like, can Zari and Nate get like more than five minutes to talk about their relationship? So we've actually never, so like last season, oh, and another great thing that they wasted last season is that like Zari 1.0 there and then we barely saw her the entire episode. And I'm not going to say they definitely did not give away a lot of screen time to John as well, because that was a problem too. But so this is the first time we've ever actually seen Beirad and Zari 1.0 as people. And so Gwyn is just basically being the man we now know as Gwyn Davis, which is just a paranoid kind of wreck of a man. And like Kin. Kin. Oh, yeah. Ladies, if you kin this, that's not your man. Seek help. That's Matt Ryan playing yet another LGBT role. Um, Why is this so important to you, Matt? I'm just wondering. So basically, Gwyn starts panicking. I think he, like, untied his shoe or something. I don't know. He's sort of panicking about something that he should not really... He's panicking because the ship doesn't work. And he's panicking because he is now basically stuck in who knows when with a bunch of homosexuals. And so Bayrod tries to tell him to relax, and Gwyn kind of yells at him. And then really surprisingly... Instead of being like, hey, don't talk to my brother that way, Zari 1.0 is like, yeah, you trying to be mellow actually is super stressful. Where yeah. you're like, oh, God, that got dark real fast. Oh, Jerry, how did you get into my house? Um, yeah. And it's because we find out that the Beirad that Zari knows, because she talks to Gwyn about this later, is a lot more like him he's like a lot more like she is he was a lot darker i mean like he he grew up in in the sort of argo post-apocalyptic future he didn't really have a lot of a say in the matter as to what he got to grow up with you know there was no like fun bayrod who loves to cook there was literally only bayrod who is not allowed to practice his religion and bayrod who was not allowed to use his family heirloom but importantly that is not the Beirod that the legends picked up. That Beirod, and, 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 and legends accidentally or on purpose just and we'll opened, never know which. Opened such a, such a fucking can of worms because it's like, oh, so like when Zari got Beirod back, she didn't actually get her brother back. She got Zari Tarazi's brother. Like yeah. the Beirod, she did all of this for... He's gone who, forever. Who fought, who fought, and, and it's also like, hey, why isn't he in the totem? Yeah, that's the I, other question. I genuinely, I and that's one of those things where I think if we ask that question, they would be, they would do the deflection thing, but they'd be like, shit, 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 shit. I'm not kidding, because I think in their heads, like, and I, I, I know sometimes it can feel useless to analyze intent, but it's kind of worth talking about in this context of I think in their heads, they genuinely were like, this is what Bayrod would have been like, so we don't need a second one. This is just, like, prime timeline Bayrod now. They just had him, like, I don't know, like, merge or some shit. Like, they didn't even think about having an alternate universe version of him in that way. Um, or what? think of him as like an established character. They were just like, "Oh yeah, it, we just picked up Bayrod. We picked up Bayrod because I, I think 
I don't know if I'm remembering all of this correctly, but basically when Zari made that switch, they were like, okay, the Berad who we just got Berad back when we got Zari 1.0 instead. But so basically instead of like them. Theoretically actually have the memories of like, I, I that's I, that's where they lose me because I'm like okay so did you get like actual Berad 1.0 because you said that he had all the same experiences that original Zari had with the team okay so here's what I think and I hate is, it <laughs> yeah I hate it number one but here's what I think is that um oh Tarazi is in my lap she's snuggling me she's snuggle um is that basically because we know that um. At some point, the, the season three plot still happened where everybody's trying to collect all the totems so that they can be the keeper of the Reaper or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so basically what would have happened is instead of attacking Zari in a post-apocalyptic future, um, Kuwasa would have just gone after Bayrod, who is just some regular guy. Now, for all we know, maybe she actually went after Zari in the first place and Bayrod rescued her without her even knowing all this time. But the future that Zari 1.0 comes from doesn't exist. Like, she really and truly took herself off the map. Yeah. Like, her and her version of events never happened. And, and like, I was talking to Jade, friend, friend of the podcast. Yeah, genuine. Uh, Jade, about, because, because unfortunately Jade does watch DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, about, like, if you can imagine some kind of weird, because that means that Behrad had to leave the dinosaur egg in the house that would then lead to Zari becoming famous. And it's like... Do you ever think about the fact that maybe Bayrod at one point hesitates because he doesn't, he wants a relationship with his sister and he won't get it if she becomes famous. But if he doesn't leave that dragon egg, then he dies and she becomes Zari 1.0. So the two of them are technically trapped in a time loop. There's no good answer. And I also say this because, and I have, because apparently Keto said that there's going to be a, a surprise character reveal in the season finale of the um, show, and I say season, could be series. We have no idea at this point where things it's, are going. You know, whatever. You know, just vibe with it. Who, we, you know, life is so fragile as it is. Have a hot dog. Um, and so what we're stuck with is the question now of, like, who the fuck we're stuck with asking ourselves a few questions. Number one is Legends, because for some reason, and I know you were shocked, shocked as I was when they did that this season, which is like, is Legends actually giving because Zari, Bayrod, Astra, and Spooner multi-episode plots? Because if you read the upcoming episode summaries, it seems like they're kind of going to be going with Bayrod and Astra and that Zari and Spooner are going to hang out a bit more. Fucking, where I'm like, fucking thank God, because if we had another fucking season of the fucking constant plot being about the two blondes on this goddamn show, I would have fucking gone to Phil Clemmer's house, allegedly. Um, and so the, and so the, the question is, because here's the thing, is like, no one has been able to find a casting 
request for this, which is very odd. Mm-hmm. And also, based on COVID restrictions, um, it has to be a different version of somebody else. We don't it have has the... to be someone on the show because, um, we can't like it has to be someone on the show because we can't bring in anyone from the states, or it would have to be someone from Canada. But if it was someone from Canada, someone would have been able to find a casting call. And so what that means. I am the um, wizard pondering the orb right now. Is that, so Jay has suggested that it's going to be Alan and that Alan is just Cheyenne with a mustache. Alan? Is um, that Gwen's partner? That's Gwen's boyfriend, yes. Uh. It reminds him so much of, and I want to say something, and I'm going to say this about that. The second Gwen was like, and my beloved dead boyfriend who reminds me Bayrod so much. I was like, all right, everybody, we're doing it. Yep. Fucking everybody, it's time to go. That's the signal. That's the sign. Go, go, go. We're doing it. We're doing it. And then we fucking unveil a banner in the back that just says age gap slash ship or something. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's really looking like Nate is going to be moving out of the show and into the totem. And so we. (laughs) I don't think he's leaving the show because I think at this point, if he was, he probably would have said, I think he might end up being recurring. But also, Uh, that thing again, where he's technically, aside from Katie, the person who's been on the longest now. So I think. uh, he can do less episodes more yeah why doesn't katie take a fucking uh, leaf out of your book or a page out of your book and then not be in as much of the goddamn episode just wants her here so bad you know she can do that to the fam so i think that's genuinely one of those things where it's not like he's leaving but he says in the next episode like oh you're still gonna see me i'm just gonna commute out of the totem and i'm like so kenzari also you are raising so many more questions than you answering and i don't think you realize that but it is driving me really i here's the problem is this the whole the logic of the totem has has always been this way it's a very this show is like a walmart sweater it's like you have to stop pulling on it because the more that you pull it the more it's be careful around the fabric of reality garfield like stop it stop because it's like, it, this doesn't, like, it's just become a thing that they just are like, ah, you know, it does, fuck it, whatever, fuck you. And I'm like, shit, I guess. The but it does what we needed to do depending on the day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I fucking, I guess. But, um, it's just, I, I still am, I do think it would be really interesting to go back to what you were, re- uh, Pepe Silviaing about. It would be oh, very yes, cool. Please. It would be really I mean, cool if that... they are like, oh, here's Bayrod 1.0, actually, somehow. Because even if he's just in the totem, that would be really cool. And it does yeah. have to be, it is pretty likely that it is an alternate version of somebody else. Yeah. And, and so, and again, so when you hear people saying in the next coming weeks that it's probably an alternate version of somebody else, just know when we said that on here, we were just stabbing in the dark. Mm-hmm. As they are probably right. I honestly like, and I'm gonna be dead honest. If Ava Lance did actually end up having a child, that like here's the thing. Number one, if Ava Lance's were like, oh my god, Ava Lance baby, trans Ava real, I would stand with you. I would yeah, stand with you as not. brothers in arms. If Ava Lance does end up having if it is the Ava Lance future child somehow, you I will never shut up about trans Ava. And that is yeah. a promise. Yeah. That is a guarantee. You heard it here first, folks. I was going to say, honestly, part of me is kind of like, if Avalance has a child, does that mean everybody else can be an adult now, please? 
please. That was literally, I'm just like, all right, well, sure, fuck it. But Might also, as well. here's nothing good ever happens to the children of comic book characters. Nope, not once. Not, not I even mean, like, once. genuinely, I mean, like, Nora West Allen um, accidentally exploded. She's fine now, but her brother is Jordan Fisher, so take with that what you will. And, mm -hmm. um, Jeez. I, Mia Smoke is. I mean, I mean, how well can you? First and foremost, I can. Never I also tell... meant in like comic book continuity oh, yeah. because I don't keep track of who. The well, they're not is comic. On. Sarah Lance and Ava Sharp are not comic book characters, and they never will be. Well, no, <laughs> but you, you know, of the genre. Um. But. Or even just look at John Diggle Jr. and Sarah Diggle, like that whole clusterfuck with Flashpoint. Why? Remember, but, but in the... about them, we want to talk about the things. Let's go back into our theories, our which theories. is that, yes, number one, Gwyn is in love with Bayrod. Yo, um, yeah. And second, because I also want to know who the fuck on this fucking writing team ships Sam Frodo, because, like, first off, I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. I'm Clearly, somebody is a Lord of the Rings right fan now. on this fucking <laughs> cast. And, like, Gwyn is just straight up playing gay J.R.R. Tolkien. Like, so we had JR we yeah, had JR yeah, yeah. on the show earlier. But like, and he wasn't it's gay like, enough. so I'm just like, okay, so like who the fuck? Tolkien Rolkin Tolkien is here, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Cause it is just like, okay, so this is just Sam Frodo. Great, awesome. Um it it's kind of fascinating because I still haven't decided which which Gwyn is. Because he's, like, as tortured and fucked up as Frodo I is. I know, in, in the... Okay, so not... The episode coming up this week, we meet the Robot Legends for the first time. The week after that, we have the reality TV show episode, which is, I'm sure, designed to target you and I personally. Oh, really? The week yeah. after that, we have um, Berod and As... It's the Maisie-directed episode, where I'm really <sighs> excited to see how Maisie directs Cheyenne and Olivia, because... I'm so excited. I mean, like, can I say delicious, finally, some good fucking food? Yeah. Yes, Maisie will not disappoint us. That's one thing that we can bet on. Thank God. And... Fucking thank God, finally. And then the episode, in that episode as well, is Gwyn telling Ava that he's going to save his boyfriend from dying. Isn't it? The, the, are, are we going back to, uh, somehow we've managed to circle back around also to John and Des? Con congrats? Now, here are a couple of other points I want to make. Number one is that I often forget that Shayan and Tala aren't actually siblings in real life. So sometimes I'm like, huh, it's kind of weird that Phil is like, okay, this character that was attracted to Tala's character is now going to be attracted to her brother. And then I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. They're not. <laughs> it's fine. Matt. It's fine. They're not actually siblings. Um, and then Matt basically discussed, he's like, doing all these parts with Tala feels like when you're in theater and you guys do a bunch of different plays. And I'm like, I, I always forget that you, Tala, Arthur Darville, and Victor Garber signed theater kid at birth. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And because it hurts me so bad. So I try not to think about it. You forget that we have theater ner theater kids on this fucking ship at all you times. Get, at least like, one. You get but... this fun mix on the CW of people who were either underwear models trying to break into acting by forming a cult of personality or theater kids who are getting a slight bump in pay by being on the CW. Or our junior nepotism. Wild. Or nepotism babies. But nepotism babies, but in the lamest way possible. Oh yeah, seriously. Not even exciting nepotism babies. Exactly. Um. So, from there, 
we're just gonna go right on into um it wasn't until matt said that where i was like oh my god right Gwyn and zari 1.0 are the same actors as constantine and zari 2.0 and it's so insane because hellstar has like insane chemistry but then you look at john and zari 1.0 and you're like these two people clearly do not want to have sex with each other and that's fine it's incredible tala tala and john and uh uh, Matt are really so talented for being able to turn that off and on like that. It it and it's it's like it's fascinating. I acting, you know, acting remember with actors. That? Remember that? Remember you guys what remember that was acting? Like? I love. Yeah, I'm a big fan of. You guys remember when actors could act? No, no. <laughs> me neither. Um. And so we also get um, Gwyn Davis running down the halls of Chernobyl going, I am single-handedly going to fix Chernobyl. Oh, so true. I actually do. I will say that's the thing I love about Legends as the time travel show is that they have done the one thing that I always get mad about time travel shows going, moo, 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 we can't do that. And they go, you know what? Fuck it. We are going to change history. Fuck you. And like, that's great. I love that because I think the whole oh you can't change history moo, 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 is stupid as fuck. Um, but making I, it a delicate game of chess where you can only change certain things because other yes, things are just more in time, but other things you can do like you could do like damage control. Like you can't maybe damage can't control, control the because entire. It's not like they event. literally stopped the nuke from going off, but they got there everybody was, out faster. I'm so sorry. What do you think happened at Chernobyl? Not you know what I mean. Not the, the nuke, nuclear the, meltdown. The yeah. Meltdown. Okay, thank you, thank you. I uh, yeah, I should clarify. <laughs> I meant like, like nuclear energy. You cannot. That is not that. Like that makes sense as a as a as a mental shortening. Fuck you. Like yeah, I know a fucking nuke didn't go off at Chernobyl. You think I haven't obsessively studied the elephant's foot on like weird fucking late night YouTube binges of like horror adjacent abandoned area content? I know how fucking Chernobyl works. So. Yeah, it, my point being, it happening was in the Chernobyl that they got today. everybody out, but didn't actually. Like, it's like, I think that game of chess is a thousand times more interesting than just, up. Oh, we're going to watch it happen. And then, uh, like, and I think that having that after four, after the end of season four, where it really yeah. does show, like, when you do radically change the future, like, all sorts of shit gets changed that you can't control. And sometimes that's for the better. And sometimes it's not. But if you're, if you're doing it, with good intentions while also not trying to play God at the same time. It's like a delicate balance. That's so interesting because like they have said 1 million hundred thousand times is that the legends are a chainsaw. And so getting to that, figuring out what level of interference is appropriate and necessary is like such an interesting balance of things to do because they're not time masters and having evil Gideon and the Time Master Code and all of that finally coming back up after the first season. Oh my god! <laughs> I, you, I almost forgot. Like, one of the... <laughs> I almost forgot. Uh, Yon Derry Gideon. Fascinating. Yon Derry... The other highlight of this episode, which is just Yon Derry Gideon. Incredible. Um, where we we're truly... Him. We finally had a moment as a fandom. Okay, another thing. Remember how Ari and I thought that Ava's code name was going to be Mistress, and then it was just that she was on the show Mistress, and then Bishop called Mistress Ava, and yeah. I felt fucking insane. Every well, day because, I like, I don't know if that's supposed show. to be... 
a joke about like again every so often the show makes doctor who jokes and i'm just like how dare you stand where he stood but yeah, also Arthur's not even here anymore you bitches but he i do think briefly and he looked he so was. good godspeed we miss I him miss every him. day but like that is because they were called like back when before there was only like one time lord they were called like time ladies there were like time ladies mm -hmm. and my first off time mistresses would have sounded way cooler but i yeah. guess that's supposed to be their answer to like t their their equivalent to time lady so i'm just like sure i guess doctor who okay. reference again fellas um as soon as she was like as soon as gideon threw time mistress ava out of the fucking airlock, and you could just feel everybody collectively be like, "Oh, we're doing this." You killed Rip's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I literally texted you like, "Hey, you you killed Rip's wife in cold blood." That was that was not an accident. You no, straight you up absolutely <laughs> collaborated with Vandal Savage to get that child shot in the face. You did not flinch. <laughs> yeah, Gideon. Before she had those nice, helpful protocols that Rip gave her to make her understand how to be a person, and and uh, also we'll talk about and this, and this also raises more. the question about daddy, daddy. <laughs> is well, is does this make Rip Gideon's daddy? Question. Well, he's the one who gave her her heart and her ability to be human, and she calls him daddy, and he wants to literally kill himself every time. The, the fucking well, circle of stupidity continues. Wow, life it's really just, is like I'm a hurricane. Just like, I still am. I'm like, thank you for bringing it up because it was such a wild fucking moment of, oh, oh no, because we've made Gideon Yandere jokes a lot. So that's we've made Gideon Yandere jokes and we've made jokes about Gideon Yandere with Gary specifically, where I'm like, I'm scared. A lot of things have happened in this episode <laughs> that feel like they are for me specifically. Marty, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. Marty, I am so fucking scared. I mean, seriously. I know that we're not referencing Martin, but that works as a double now. It like, does. We it does. That, it absolutely 100% does. Guess. Um, it, I lost my train of fucking thought. It, like, like mid-sentence. Okay. I would love to see them actually do this sort of chess playing on the Titanic with history. Because I know that's always a big one of, oh, stop and go back and da-da-da. But, like... Uh, you can't stop and go back to the. I love that one thing I saw once I don't that was. Really, Gary, what is the Holocaust? I, was, I, I didn't. I was like, I'm not even. First off, this show is do this. not allowed. We've not already allowed. Screwed the pooch so many times. We cannot just, do this. The reaction I had, the best, I think, the best bit of acting Arthur Darville ever did on this show was back during like when they were, and it was in the worst episode of season two, and that's oh, actually yes. season two was really bad. I might yes. okay. The worst. The, a very difficult episode of season two. Of I really can't name the worst off the top of my head anymore. But the ardent desperation with which he says to them, you are not, we are not allowed to interfere in the time of Jesus Christ. We are not allowed to change <laughs> anything. Like, he gives a full monologue about how none of them for a single instant are allowed within 10 years of Jesus Christ. And it is the <laughs> best bit of acting like he is genuinely afraid like, for his have been life so much better if martin had just gone it's fine i'm jewish and just hit the button yeah. <laughs> so this have. doesn't affect me at all <laughs> direct action um but like, it was such it was the best it was so fucking funny 
Um, that's the energy I want to bring towards them going to Holocaust in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Quinn, like, can we go to? Can we go back to Berlin in the forties and bear? We absolutely cannot. Like, don't, do don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If we um, fuck this up, Vatican that means two. that the worst thing possible happens. No, Vatican here's Two the thing. is here's just the, the code thing. Word. And we did make a joke about this last, but it, it's a joke that is evergreen, and I cannot oh, yeah. stop doing it. Which is that, like, here's the thing. Don't you think Gary's gonna be like, if we're trying to do stuff World World War One, why can't I prevent the Holocaust? And then everyone like, why would you want to prevent the Holocaust, Gary? connection to that <laughs> it's just like yeah, gary why is that <laughs> like it would be interesting seeing them be like okay we can't get we can't get, to go back to the titanic it would be interesting seeing them be like we can't stop the ship from sinking but maybe we can get the carpathia there a little faster to rescue more survivors kind of thing yeah um that would be like i am really genuinely interested in time yeah. travel shows that make those small decisions that like, do we always have an have. impact and we don't matter have. even back to season one marty saves the life of hg wells like how we don't know like how did Fuck that it. kid survive before that we don't know time travel is a mystery Barry Allen keeps breaking it every 15 minutes. No one knows what's going on. I assume on. that in this universe, everyone is also allowed to play a little more fast and loose with time travel. Because they're like, whatever, Barry Allen is going to do a worse job than the, me at this. So, eh. And, so and you could say that about anything. Yeah, that's fair. That's not really a time travel specific, but it helps. Um, But, like, that's the cool part of this episode, like, in terms of, like, narrative choices. And I can't believe I'm saying Legends has good narrative choices but like, again this season has a broken clock ones. is right twice a day they're making interesting ones and it's very cool and it's part of the reason i love this season so much it's genuinely really good it's not just and part of me has been like do you just like it better because season six sucked yes but what i don't think so but like this is a really good season it is a really good season, and I think we're going to stop for 706. Oh, I just, before we stop for 706, and then we'll record 707 tomorrow. I am so, I mean, here's the thing. We have not been getting a ton more Raffi, but every, Raffi, but every time we do, I am oh, so yes. like, please stay. Please stay forever. Stay. I do I think that I do want to say. Would you like to stay forever? I don't know if we addressed this real quick before we wrap. The one major downside of 706, and I'm sure you two will agree, was that. Yes. Esperanza, uh, yeah, Spooner, Esperanza, and Astra were split up on mom on mom babysitting duty for seemingly no reason, and that was just kind of a wild. Well, that's why it's wild to me that people call them like Sarah and Ava their parents because I'm like they're literally using other adults for emotional support. But yeah, Nate was literally the one playing ball. Like he was the one that was like guiding everyone. Like Sarah and Ava can talk about being co captains all all they want, but really it's like the team is well, managing them half the time. Think about also the fact that Gideon's been calling Astra and Ava captain. And also, oh, I think another Aww. reason about them is because they're going to discuss how they actually feel about being co-captains on the reality TV show episode or something. Where oh, I'm God. like, I think, I think Astra and Spooner should be allowed to take a fucking crack at it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I think that it doesn't have to be tenure. Like, we literally proved with Sarah that it doesn't require a certain amount of time. Like, it took Sarah Truly forever to get good at it. Truly anyone can do it. Truly anyone can do it. They could kind of do it. He was, like, literally calling plays. He was the play caller this episode. The quarterback. Thank you. So that was, I just wanted to make sure that we, we did touch on that, because that was, like, the one 
kind of downside of this episode. It was an overall really solid episode, but then there was just that one little eensy peensy part where it's like, okay, these two characters are not going to get to do anything for this episode because they're too busy micromanaging the other two fucking characters. Oh, you know. And not even in a way that was like revealing to them and their own characters. It was literally just they were like, I'm going to let you rant to me. I'm going to be your support. It can be very frustrating um, because, again, it's like, oh, Bayrod and Zari are getting... It's like, please, more than one, more than two characters of color at a time can have a continual plot. Yeah. That's like, I don't one. know why it wasn't, like, the, uh, an interesting version of this for me could have been, like, Ava and Sarah both kind of looking at Spooner and Astra and their dynamic and being like, you know, and then like Sarah, maybe even in the back of her head, maybe not even openly being like, remember when Rip was like training Jax how to take over the ship because he knew that something might happen to him. And like Spooner and Astra are some of the newer people, aside from Gwen, who's kind of just too much of a hot mess to do anything really. It's so like kind of like taking them under their wing as far as like knowing the history of what they're doing so that they don't have to make the same mistakes that they did. That could have been somewhat interesting and still involved those characters splitting apart and doing separate shit without just making it be like, oh yeah, we need to help mom manage her emotions. First of all, and here's another thing that people I don't think understand about me, which is anytime you make a character a maternal figure, I do not respect them. So if you're trying to make me like Sarah and Ava more, <laughs> you're doing it the wrong way. Literally, we st we used to love Sarah back when she was, like, pulling her shirt off at every given opportunity and fucking drunk dialing Kendra. <laughs> like, literally, Sarah is kind of like a wild card that was, like, slowly settling in. Like, that arc was good. And then after, like, Sarah settled, like, almost immediately afterwards, it just all went to shit. I think it's because, and, like, I don't want to be like, ugh. But, like, it is, it is a general issue with, I think, how they write women on television vision it's like mm -hmm. either she's kind of a fun party woman or she is a mother and that's it and that's it and like and like actually and here's the thing i'm gonna give people who call them fandom moms this because this is kind of a greater systemic problem with television mm -hmm. you're not helping mm -hmm. wait calling who Sarah and Ava, like the team moms, because again, oh, I said fandom moms. I was like, wait, that has that. Yeah, a you whole did other... say fandom moms, I but I knew what you mom. meant. That's you just did. why I was confused. Sorry, but I knew what you meant, Rage. Thank you. I, 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 sorry, I was really confused, but you're good. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying, Rage, about like it being kind of a systemic thing about how like that was a thing, like not to get I back mean, onto like, an ancient fucking fan um... fandom, but like if you look at like Teen Wolf, they were constantly trying to associate like styles as being the quote unquote pack mom for no goddamn reason and like constantly trying to pit well, characters that I mean, are the same well... age as parents. And that goes for both like female characters and also just like any white character that they want to prioritize more that aren't a main character. That's absolutely, not only is that absolutely correct, but also, like, just because it's a st systemic problem doesn't mean that, like, you get to just kind of, like, sit on your ass about it. Like, yep. you should actively be trying to investigate why these things are the way that they are. Which is something I feel like a lot of times now in fandom, unless it's being spoon-fed, we just don't get. And, like, not even just in, this is not just a Legends problem. This is a problem oh, sure. I personally blame Marvel Comics. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know why, but yes. So don't worry about that. Um, nobody says that, but yes. Nobody says that, but yes. 
but yeah that was kind of my thoughts on the episode okay so let's reconvene tomorrow this was really great guys all yes. right cool, cool, excellent cool. job everyone 10 out of 10. okay we'll see all you right. tomorrow i'm going to bed now recording okay so what's great about this is we don't actually have to do an opening bit because we're just going to pin this to the end of when we were doing it's it's one episode so we can just go right into our discussion about dc's legends of tomorrow but before we do that I need to say oh. something. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get audio for oh, the God. opening that I want to do uh, instead of stealing that pixel music, um, which I'm going to take. But so, but so, okay. I'm trying to get audio. Trying to get audio. Everybody, stop! I'm trying to get audio for the opening bit. If Brandon Routh were from New York, he would serve cunt. What? If Brandon were from New York, he would serve cunt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what's your what's your thesis on this? That was my that was my thesis. I, oh yeah, where's your proof? Um, me. That's fair. Um, unfortunate. Do you fair. think he knows what that means? No, God. I do. You think I've just unlocked something evil? <laughs> uh, in him probably. But you know. Um, I will also say exciting breaking news update that says baking news. Um, <laughs> That's baking news. Fuck. We do. So basically, I was like, it's really weird if we're going to get someone on Legends, uh, a surprise, the surprise secret good Legends of Tomorrow character. Oh, you know how it is. Um, If we don't have like, surprise if we can't find legends. like, if we don't have like a casting call and also with COVID restrictions. Getting people on and off set might have been hard. So someone, my friend found an audition tape for Alan. And we have previously seen audition tapes, not from people who got cast, but from uh, someone who was doing Spooner and from someone who was doing Mona. So it's pr- I'm, I can say pretty safely it's going to be Alan. Alan um, as in? Gwyn's boyfriend. Oh, oh my god, I was like, who the fuck, like, actor, I thought even the actor, I was like, what? I mean, one, I was also surely like, he has a name? But, like, also, I didn't know which one you meant. I mean, and truly, why is he not just Shayon in a mustache? It would be so funny. Is that not? I I mean, maybe it will be, maybe they decided not to cast out, maybe they decided, again, since this network is going fucking bankrupt... That they Which couldn't afford to cast a new person. It's still so funny. I think it's, it's great. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. You know, it's, it's you know, it's nice. It's nice to s- I all those people who said that this was an elaborate money laundering scheme. Uh You know, I'm just thinking of like all all the time, all this bloodshed. We've spent so much time and money. Oh god. And none of it, and none of it meant anything. None of it has meant fucking anything. Great news, everybody. People fought and died for Elicity, and it meant nothing. It meant nothing. It meant, you know, and I think, well, and isn't that to- beautiful? That that quixotic stride into the sunset, not for Elicity, but the other stuff. Isn't that a little nice? bit? Isn't that what Phil does? And isn't that what we want as DC's Legends of Tomorrow fans? Tomorrow fans to be disappointed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. love it so so that's so that's where we're headed and and part of me is just kind of like the day i ruined your hopes for a secret 
Ava Lance, baby, was the worst day of your life. But for but me... But for me, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I mean, literally fucking rest in peace to a fucking king. Nobody, nobody could have done that like he did. God, Godspeed. Um, unironically, that movie is dumb as fuck, but it, it's pretty, it's pretty great if you know that it's going to be dumb as fuck. I think a lot of things are true. We could say the very same thing about Legends of Tomorrow, though you will never... Stand where he stands. Um, no. God, how could you? I mean, other people have been like, what if it's just Brandon showing up? God, that'd be so funny. Um, unless we meet Alan in one of the earlier, because I know Gwyn's going to try to bring him back to life in 710, or he has a plan for it. So finally meeting him in the sort of as a... as a surprise twist in the season finale kind of makes sense timeline-wise. Uh-huh. But also might be a little early. I mean, late. So who knows? But that is what seems most likely just given how the show has always worked. I mean, how the show has always worked. You mean not well? Yes. Okay. Just poorly. Checking. How the show has always worked. Colon. Poorly. Or would that be when... a semicolon? Oh, God. Every semicolon I've ever used has been a shot in the dark. So... I never Fuck. use a semicolon on purpose. If you think you saw me using a semicolon on purpose, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Because I would be doing a really bad job of it. Um, okay, so we're going into, we, we finished up talking about Piss Christ. And we're going into 707, which we have not yet named. Uh... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, and somehow this keeps happening. Yeah. Oh, you know how it is. Truly feeling like fucking Henry Zabrowski when he was talking about just driving back and literally physically running out of funny. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's kind of, I think at this point, because we've done, we've, we, we are just trying to get through. Uh, we are just trying to finish this on, I can't even say time anymore. But, you know, at some point. We're trying to finish this before the heat death of the universe, which again, kind of a kind of a reach for us, kind of a bold, bold statement, especially at this point with everything going on. Yeah, kind of a bold try from us, but but it is we are trying. God, we are fucking trying. We are giving it the old college try. Um, there was someone who came into the store today and she was like, oh, do you guys have a student discount? And I was like, yeah, can you show me your student ID? And she pulled it out and it was a Yale student ID. And in my head, I was like, okay, brag. God. Okay, work. Fine, brag. I was like, oh, are you an art student? She's like, yeah, I'm actually double majoring. And I was like, what's the other thing? She's like, cognitive science. And I'm like, I hate. Like, cognitive science and what else? Art. Oh, God, what the fuck are those going to do together? But hey, all right. Okay, a lot of fun things happened in this episode. Um, Olivia did a post before, like right before it aired, talking about, you know, what a great story this was to work on um, and how much she enjoyed it. And I think knowing that's how she felt beforehand may have colored how I felt watching it, but not in a way where it's like, like in a positive way. And I know what you're thinking. Usually with Legends, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I was pretty shocked, too. This episode, I think, 
it hit on a lot of things that Legends has done incorrectly in the past, and it corrected it really nicely. Yes. Um, a lot of times in ways where I was like, oh my god, you guys know how to do that? Not on um, purpose. Let's so this realistic. is an episode where Bishop crashes into the time machine. First, I park my time machine. Um, then I fuck my time machine. A joke we I have to make at least 70 fucking times this season. But, like, what else are we going to do? I Literally. It's that and the Homestuck thing. The you hate time travel, apparently. You hate time travel, and it's so good. And it's always true. We have um, a bishop who is trying his goddamn best. And Raffi fucking... I've said it on my blog, I'll say it here. Ravi fucking lights up this goddamn sh- Like, baby, you light up my world like nobody else. And I mean that. And I mean that when I say it. And I know God. we say, I know we say, baby, you light up my world like nobody else to nobody, um, to a lot of people. But with him, I mean it. Okay? The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed. Me overwhelmed. Etc. Um, also because we had never seen Tala and uh, Rafi in scenes together and I thought that was adorable even though again they're not super public about it I was like ah! truly Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the television every and it, thank you Leo it, it's never not relevant and that's and that's one thing that Leonardo DiCaprio has given us I was about to say Da Vinci could you hear me about Leonardo to say da, Vinci? da Vinci yes Leonardo Da Vinci has given us this also Shocked we have never had Leonardo da Vinci on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Too gay. Um, and I will say this. If it is, if we do have Alan show up and then we don't get Legends back because the CW television network is out of fucking money. That would be so funny. Can we say markedly that the number one issue for Warner Brothers apparently is Matt Ryan kissing men on screen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. science. That's that's how you do uh that's science. I mean, what else is it gonna be at this point? Trial and error. Science is trial and error and Matt Ryan making out with people. Okay, I mean like what what other, you know, how many other DC shows does he have to be on that sort of get canceled or end up with some kind of horrible fate because he was trying to make out with men? Too many? I don't know. I know what you're saying. Are you blaming Matt Ryan for this personally? And yes. no, I'm just blaming gay people. Him too. Maybe you light up. God, you know, and that's. I know. And now it's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the night. So have fun with that. For the rest of my life, honestly. Also um, Tim was showing me this thing on TikTok where somebody did the, um, the song Low, but um, as the Beach Boys. Oh. And it works really well, but I was like, here's the thing. Is this this cover just needs that thing we've said that Legends needs when they whenever Nate talks about how much he loves rock and roll, which is just we just need an aside where Nick Zano looks directly at the camera and goes, Oh yeah. Just and I mean, this is one of those things. All music was invented by black artists. Well, yes. But that's one of those things where it's like, I think people get a little too, like, it's like a lot of times the artists themselves do acknowledge this in some yep. shape or form. It's just that the mythos surrounding them refuses to, which I think, to be fair, is very different than them just straight up not yep. acknowledging it. Like, sometimes it is not like there. And it's important to be like, hey, this is a leg like this is 
an important part of their cult, their influences, and they've admitted as much, but also talking about why it's very often ignored, more so than being like, they didn't care and they stole this music. Because often, yeah, they did care. They were clearly deeply influenced by it, but it's not part of what we think of as the mythos because that would d- damage the image of white creativity or some shit. I don't know. You know, the same stupid shit. Ah, oh, same shit, different day. Yeah. The Legends of Tomorrow motto. I think I made that joke already. I don't I don't remember it. Or I'm having massive deja vu, including me saying, I think I made that joke already, and you saying, I don't remember it. Okay, I don't remember doing that. I could be wrong, because you um, know how it is. Because this is also one of those things where I've been having really... Here's the thing, and not to detract from DC's Legends of Tomorrow, but I've been having really weird specific dreams about things that will like happen in the future. And then I'll wake up and I'll be like, well, there's no way that could possibly happen. That's ridiculous. Like, I know I had a dream where people on Twitter got mad at me because I made a, a Nate inflation joke. And I was like, well, obviously, and I woke up and I was like, well, that's not going to happen because there's there's nothing relevant to that. And then we saw and then Nick Zano was like, can somebody inflate Nate like a balloon? And like, nobody got mad at me because Nick Zano did it to himself. But I'm like, how is how is this a thing that I ended up dreaming about? I I, you know, and you can't really pick what your brain is going to dream about. That's the important thing is your brain just kind of does dump that all in a sieve and go, okay. Well, good luck with that. Like, just the most arbitrary predictions. They mean nothing. It helps with nothing. I can't, I cannot tell you any kind of relevant future information, but if you want to know trends apparently for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, let's hook me up. We can get me, we can put me in one of those kiddie pools and put the things on my head. Sensory deprivation thing. Yeah, why not yeah. at this point? Let's see. Let's see I what mean, that baby can do. What what is more painful? Season six of DC's Legends of Tomorrow or being in a sensory deprivation tank? Uh you cannot oof. take the bullet. Uh <laughs> DC's What if it's, what if it's Dom what if it's Dominic Purcell? I was actually thinking it might be. Because that's... What if it is Dominic Purcell to fucking John Cena wrestling music or some shit? That would make a weird amount of like I don't want to say sex. It would be a perfect way to end if if the series has to end after this because we are. I think ended... it would be funny if they just dragged him in one last time as a fuck you. I mean, truly, I just just one last Gary's dead. I'm Jack Donahue. God, and then the series fucking ends. That would be uh, Gary was the name of the character in 30 Rock that Jack Donahue is supposed to be replacing. I'm not actually referencing the Gary in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, though. That or is... maybe you are. Why? Why? Why should we? I mean, why... apparently, since I'm a clairvoyant. Hi, Congratulations Claire. on that, by the way. It's not a fun or useful power, but sure. In real Hi, life. I'm Bethany. I'm Bethany Esta. Welcome to my, my game. Um, okay, ways that this episode improved on things that Legends has gotten wrong previously. So, basically, they go to the factory to find airplane parts. It is unclear also how many days they are at the airplane factory. I think we're supposed to believe they're here for at least a week. Um, one might say it's been. Yes, and I'm going to. Thank you. 
the lo- Ari, how long how long have they been there for? It's been. Thank you. Um Do you remember when they would do and they would only do the it's been? Yes. Okay, just and if That's you're sitting at home wondering who is they, what is it, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um so Gwyn is, as always, having we only see Gwyn in a few scenes this episode. And whenever we see him, he is apparently stapling himself to Bayrod for no reason and like big mood. But oh, yeah. like can somebody David, can we get the gay plant out of here? Can we get the lesbian plant out of here, please? Yeah. So, um Nate agrees to move into the totem. That was at the end of the previous episode. Then they had to make a poop joke. Um, just in case I got too cozy watching the show with my loved ones. In case you were um, having fun or feeling like you're, you're, uh... In case you were enjoying it. I'm sorry, I don't like fecal humor. I don't enjoy I it. I don't. No, neither do I. And I don't mean it in, like, a, like, I'm, I don't think I'm, like, cooler than it. I'm just like, oh, no. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. It's just gross. Okay. I mean, like, once Shrek perfected it, why would you try? Yeah, that's true. Shrek gets a pass because it's Shrek. It gets grandfathered in. Yeah. Um, Other than that, no. So Bishop is now here. Um, So Nate is like, I have to impress Zari's family. Um, Some people interpreted this um, like it didn't reflect super well on Nate, where I saw it. The thing is, this is such an Italian-American man thing, where, like, the way an Italian-American man gets along with, like, your uncles or his own uncles is, like, I don't want to say culturally specific, but it's kind of a reference to a specific kind of phenomena where I don't see... I saw it as Nate... I mean, I think Nate is a really considerate guy. Um, Yeah. And I didn't see this as an example of anything but him being very considerate and trying to learn. Uh, but also, he made pasta. And what am I supposed to fucking do with that? What am I supposed to do when we see Nick Zano fucking stringing out the spaghetti? Are we a joke? Fighter am I a mode. joke to you? It was really, I mean, genuinely offensive. Okay, Ari. <laughs> I mean, first off, it's like, I want that pasta maker. Give it to me. I deserve it. And second, who the fuck is I mean, first of all, you know why the CW is out of money? Because we bought the fucking William. We bought the, not the William. No. That's easily $500. We bought the $500 fucking thing with the pasta attachment. Like assholes. Yes. Like assholes. Okay, because it's definitely like another hundred for the pasta attachment. Unless, unless somebody on this show um, owns it themselves, but then you would have to ship it to Canada. And I don't know if I trust anyone on the Legends. That, uh, because I'm like, right, because Jim Jones was a, you know, a, a spider no, monkey. Only could this, this, did this woman have a monkey. I, I do not want this cast handling live animals. No, the, God. The sheer oh, thought God, of it no. puts a fear of God in me that I did not know possible. No, 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 no. They had that cat for one episode, but other than that, uh-uh. <laughs> that cat was Union. That cat was Union, so they were fine. That okay. cat really took care of themselves. A cat can drive itself, okay? We get one, like, monkey of any kind, and we're, and we're fucking, and there's, there's not a law we are, there's not a star in heaven we can't reach 
Um, but in regards to breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. Um, thank you. I love how they are Beavis and Butthead. I like, genuinely what, don't remember a lot about this episode. You're gonna have to kind of. What if I spoke in a way that made sense to other people? <laughs> Never. It's not fun that way. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. To... Thank you. Thank law. you. It's not fun unless we both do it because there's two it's of only them. Only fun if yeah. I love how they are Beavis and Butthead. And butthead. Um. <laughs> Okay, no. So they go to the airplane factory, which is a factory where they make airplanes. Uh, what you call it? I was about to refer to them by their actor names and not by their character names. Sarah and Ava um, get jobs working at the airplane factory, and then they give Astra and Spooner jobs in cleaning. Um... And what they do in this episode that they have not done in previous ones is that Sarah is like, hey, if you don't want to do this, we can, we'll just like, we'll, Ava and I will break in and we'll steal the parts and we'll figure it out. Like, there is no obligate, like, Legends this season has made a point where they have definitely faltered multiple times before where they're like, we will go out of our way to find a different solution for this, and it is not a burden for us to find a different solution, yeah. which is the big one. Because Sarah, like, quite frankly, I don't mind. A, what's wrong? Well, we'd have to. I'm just kidding. Let's break in. Yeah. Sarah Lance, 2021. I mean, again, that's when she's at her best. Um... So then Astra freaks out at the um, head of the factory and she freezes him. And another great thing they well, Yeah, I mean, I'll say great. Another good thing they do in this episode is they don't um, have everybody go like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing. They're like, modern problems require modern solutions. Yes. All right, let's move on. Um, and also because everybody is sort of like, what did you do? And Astra is like, don't worry about it. And they're like, okay. Um, this is also an episode where Astra decides, she's like, well, if I'm secretly in charge, I'm going to integrate the factory. And that showcases, um, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, Astra wouldn't have known this. Because like, yeah, she grew up in hell, but she didn't grow up in hell her whole life. And also like, there are people in hell. So it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't think this is an oversight Astra actually would have made. Um, maybe you had to do it because the audience needed to know, though if you wanted to do it because the audience needed to know, I would have rather you had one of the white characters do it, where she integrates the factory and then all the white people quit. That would be really cool. Which is, I mean, which is a good... Well, no, that's what happens. Oh, no. I Okay. I thought you meant like that's if they did that with someone else. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I mean, because, like, listen, great job for Legends to be like, hey, racism is a systemic thing as well as individual choices we all make, writers of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, I, I, and yeah. And we can choose at times in history to go along with change or to be racist, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, so, you know, wow. Really makes really makes you think, doesn't it? Meanwhile, I mean, back I, I guess they acknowledge it, but it truly is just the Garfield, huh? I wonder who that's for. 
Um, especially because, like, Sarah and Ava are like, well, we'll still help. And it's like, we never talk about the fact, and, like, honestly, I don't know if Legends has enough, I mean, like, Tyron's, Tyron's out here trying his best. But I'm not really sure this is something we want to say, like, oh, just Tyron, or just Tyron. I don't know if Uba was on this season. But there is also a nuance in talking about, especially during times like this in history, like, did black workers want to work with white workers? Yeah, would that be even, like, a safe thing? But, like, it is, I, I think we can make a point where it's, like, I, I almost, I'm like, I don't know if Legends is doing this on purpose, but I'm like, hey, solidarity among the working class is going to get us really far. But that's not also on, like, black people to reach out. That's on white workers to reach out to black workers because that's our yeah. problem. Not, exactly. not theirs. Yeah. And, like, you guys have been going pretty decently for unions. And, like, we see you, but, like, again, in classic DCs of Legends of, DCs of Legends of Tomorrow, in classic Legends fashion, your, your, your dick is in the goalpost again, guys. Of course. You put your dick on the goalpost. You put it right there. They love to do that, though. I mean, where else could their dick possibly go? I, they drilled a hole just for them. But, like, it would be, um, it, I think they did, I think, I think it's not even, like, I, I think they're reaching out to the idea with, like, oh, racism is systemic, but also individual choices. But it is, it is, it is, I think they well, can only. because then at the end of the episode, they're like, Eleanor Roosevelt loves integration. And I'm like, source? Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I, can I get a, number one, can I get a source on that? Number two, remember how we said they picked the worst act, they, 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 lined up a bunch of men for JFK and then whoever was the worst they hired. Apparently they lined up a bunch of women for Eleanor Roosevelt and whoever was the hottest they hired, which is which the same Which I feel thing. like is the opposite of how that should go. I think exactly. honestly... I think we were going to call this episode Hot Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Eleanor Roosevelt sexy Halloween costume or something. Yasified um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, Yasified Eleanor Roosevelt. Fuck. You absolutely yeah. hate to see it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm like again, and I'm not even saying this as a way to like detract or. It's just I think it would be funny. First off, we haven't let ugly people on TV in like two decades, and I think it's killing the medium of acting as an art. Um, this is not ironic. I I genuinely mean this. Um, but like. If you are getting someone to play Eleanor Roosevelt and you are not getting the ugliest person you can find, it's deeply disappointing. You know, like, what What did she fight and die for? <laughs> what war was I Eleanor like, Roosevelt in? What um, war? <laughs> God. You know, when Eleanor Roosevelt stormed the beaches at Normandy, I'm... I, that would oh, have been... This is also the episode where they mention they're like, oh, they're making stuff for World War II. And Gwyn goes, World War what? And everyone is like, don't fucking worry about it. Oh, no. Listen to yeah. me. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, Look no. at me. Do not blow this for us. Oh, no. Don't worry about it. Like, and I know truly. when we say, and I know when we say stuff like, don't worry about it, it just makes you worry more. But I need you, even though you have proven to us in the past few episodes. And like, listen, we love you for this. Even though you have proven you cannot be cool. Gun to no. your head. You absolutely cannot be cool. I need you to be cool about this. Please be fucking cool about it. I need you to try to be cool about this. Just a teensy weensy bit. Never. 
Never! Though... Like, I don't think they know how. Okay, and then our other plot is that Verod decides to teach Nate about hospitality using um, Bishop as an example. And I'm like, see, it's additionally funny because he and Tala are not related in real life, but, like, also that's kind... Because if they were, that would be his brother-in-law, so, like, it's funny. Anyway. Well, because he and Tala are not related in real life, but, like, that's Tala's husband. Oh, I was like, uh, well, oh, but yeah, that would so, be. So, like, Raffi would sort and like, and also because when I did that, uh, one of the meet and greets with Tala, she was like, yeah, no, I also sometimes forget we're not related in real life. Yeah, because it's not even like, oh, they even look similar or anything, per se. It's more like they really do vibe off of each other. Like, sometimes sibling relationships in media can be a little, um. Don't, eh, I know what you mean. Yeah, not even that. I mean, like, just it can be a little bit like, I love you, sis. I love you too, big bro. Or they, like, clearly are written by authors who aren't writing them, like, actual siblings. And it's, like, that. Yeah, it's, it's like, the... Len and Lisa instead. Um, but... We, we can't. We I'm can. not, I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> it's just, like... It's, like, um... They don't know what the fuck to do with them. But, like, I think it is. is Zari and Bayrod do not have that problem. Like, they do feel very genuine. Um, Even if, you know, they're not constantly antagonistic. Where I'm like, I think siblings should always be a little bit mean to each other if they're on camera. Well, uh, I mean, for that's, example, we that's have... Real. We have, um... So... This is the second time this has happened to Berad, and I'm like, wait, this man needs his hug from his sister. Where she comes out of the totem and she's like, oh my god, I missed you. And Berad's like, oh my god, I missed you too. And then she's talking to her phone. Yes, which is just, which is, it is truly the I was talking to my Lucario of, uh... And this also happened when she came out of the totem the last time. And she was like, oh my god, I missed you so much. And he's like, oh my god, I missed you. And she was talking to John. Yeah, of course. Which is like, please stop doing this to him. You're hurting him. Um, he is so fragile. He's fucking delicate. And then, I, I mean, like, I should really get together scenes where, um, because here's here's something really siblingy that they do is that they are constantly like, if one of them doesn't do what they want, they're immediately like, I'm gonna tell mom. I will eventually tell mom about this, and you're gonna fucking hear about it. Not about things that I think would like, I mean, Zari did when we first meet her, but that's, I think, because she didn't really know what was going on. Otherwise, it's kind of just about arbitrary stuff. It's like Zari isn't sharing her phone. Like, if mom were here, she would be so mad at you for not sharing. And like, one time I think Berad did something, or like, he was going to drink, or he was like flirting with that girl, and she was like, oh, if mom could see you. Where I'm just like, you guys are the worst. Okay, first off, don't panopticon each other. But that's also very, like, because siblings will do that. They panopticon each other with threats of their parents. And I'm just like, neither of you like your parents. Also, also big mood that they do not bother being like, I'm going to tell dad. Like, Big mood. Their dad, because their dad would probably just be like, I don't know, ask your mother. Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right, well, you know. That sounds, I don't know, am I, what do you want me, I don't know, dad, I don't know, okay? I don't know what I want from you. 
Which is a little too real. Legends of Tomorrow gets a little real. Uh, yeah, it's really hurtful. <laughs> um, also, someone said to me that the only way that Nate could handle um, Gwyn sort of stapling himself to Bayrod is that he got to play house, which is fair. Also, um, yeah, so when we meet um, Bishop, he's like, he's a rude dude. With attitude. Which which Ninja Turtle is that? Um, all of them? They're all rude dudes? I thought only one of them was a rude dude. I, I think I think they all got tooed, but I don't think they're all rude. I th- I think that's Sonic? Oh my right? god. We're I don't know. Get, we're gonna have letters to the editor out the fucking <laughs> ass on this one. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can't consult an expert on this. Um, okay, let's go. Okay, Roxy, which ninja turtle is the one who is a rude dude? And I know what you're thinking. Why can't you just Google it? Because it's not the same. And I need it from a source. I I know. I kind of want to know now, too. So you're fine. I need it from a first person account of someone who was there. I can't just Google it. Okay, when you're writing a research paper, you have to check your sources. You have to check your primary sources. Okay, and what that means is on the Wikipedia page where you see the citations, um, just check the citation real quick. Yeah. And if your teacher's really being a stickler, just use the just just go to the citation and quote from that directly, um, instead of quoting from Wikipedia. That's a little yeah. life hack for me to it, uh, it works so good. I don't know why. That was something I learned how to do in like high school. I was still using books for research papers in high school. In case anyone needs to know, apparently that I'm fucking ancient and unending. I was still using books too, but like books and the internet. But yeah, using primary sources that are cited on Wikipedia saves so much time. Um, and that's essentially so. Also, this episode we get more Berod and Astra interaction. Yes, Where... it's like they finally remembered, oh, were we doing this? Every and time. Like, here's the thing. Whenever they interact, it is really cute. It like, is. The thing he does where he like leans on her shoulder and he's like, I'm trying to see the world from your perspective. The only man. The only man. Like, I think it's really, I do. And it's like one of those things where I'm like, I, I, it truly is like, well, commit to the bit then. Bill. Like, um... just commit to the fucking bit. I'm excited to see more of them in upcoming episodes because also that means Spooner and Zari are going to have to hang out in true um, Futch fam solidarity. Yeah. Like, that would be really, really, really interesting um, in terms of a dynamic because I don't think we've seen Zari and Spooner interact much. But it is like, I'm not coming, I'm not saying like Bayrod Astro is bad because like uh, Esper Astro should be canon. I mean, yes, Esper Astro should be canon. Um, Every here's the problem with DC's Legends of Tomorrow is it's not that something should be canon and something shouldn't. It's that everything could be canon, and apparently, and you know yeah. why you're out of money because you didn't make them canon. Like you did this to yourselves, and you have no one to blame. Yeah, really but... makes you think. Which seems to be my catchphrase tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice as you go through episodes of Legends in Review that we just have like bits that we commit to each night that we record that we're just doing 
But we're just, and you know, sometimes they carry over, and like tonight we're just doing really makes you think. Tomorrow, who knows? Tomorrow, you know, fuck it, whatever. It's just um, a goddamn show. Just a fucking light. But it is, um, I'm trying to think. Um, it is something I want to go back to my original point. I can't remember what it was now. Hold on. Um, Bayron and a- like Bayron and Astra is like genuinely. It's not like a thing with like when we were like annoyed with Nate and Zari at first. It's like Bayron and Astra really does have potential to be cute. And yes, although the legends are in love and canonical and blah blah blah, but it's one of those things where it's like I'm not even necessarily against it as a ship. I just really need them to like. I don't like ships where it's like they put it down for three you know fucking seasons and then go. Oh wait, are we doing this still? And it's like please do it. Or don't. Like, could you hurry it up? Bayrod like, and Spooner are roommates. Yeah, that'd be great. Where I'm like, okay, well, that's something. Like, listen, I say all of this, like, when Spooner and Mick, like, when Spooner compared Mick to the guy that took her V-card, I started, like, I mean, like, I didn't actually start barking like a dog, but I was, I was a few, I was a few barks shy. I was yeah. close. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that fucking dog that barks at racism Twitter account that got canceled for some dumb shit, dude. I don't even remember what it was the anymore. Dog that this... barks at racism get milkshake ducked. I I don't. I think it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, remember that unofficial like Joe Biden's dogs Twitter account? Wait, was I'm so sorry. It's not unofficial. It's official. No, no, no. There's an unofficial one that did that kept up the heffin woofer shtick when the um, oh. fucking. Like when like reporting on like horrible like hate crimes and shit. Do you not remember I this? The, because... No, I I remember it exactly, but I thought it was the official one. No, oh my god, I would I literally would have I I would walk into the ocean. I would just walk into the ocean if it was. Maybe we should. I mean, you know, it's yeah, sixty forty, but um, it uh. <laughs> so fucking bad just remembering it's like giving my brain rabies um hey remember when rabies was a meme on tumblr this is unrelated to anything but like remember Not, when that i was... mean like a little bit yeah that was near yeah. that was that was that was like near the beginning of the porn ban i think or like right after somewhere no, in that era i remember rabies from a much longer time ago no, I, it all sort of collapses near the tail end of Tumblr in my brain for me. But also, literally, my perception of time is completely fucking destroyed hey, now. Are we I, insane? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yes, but um, I didn't say this last episode, but I'm gonna say it now. Um, because I might as well. We're fucking putting these out as double bits. I was kind of bummed that like Bishop got semi turned into a good guy. Like, he's like, oh, right, the legends were trying to help me, blah, blah, blah. He like, is so good, bad. That's what I mean. I'm like, I don't want him to be redeemed. I just want him to be a cunt. He's so fun. Bishop, if we're talking about serving cunt, Bishop serves cunt. And a lot of people are mad about it. Like, I can make, um, and I don't regret the words that come out. No, you're fine. I agree with you. I 100% um, agree with you. Okay, first, I mean, like, and, like, unfortunately, regrettably, Bishop is, he lived Godspeed. I miss him. They really just, I was kind of shocked by how brutally they killed him. 
I was like, I'm, I did not expect that. I mean, I want to You're hope. Usually a little shit. I mean, again, it's one of those things where, like, I kind of hope, it's like what we did with, like, I hope we see him again, because otherwise, is Raffi just hanging out? Is he simply vibing? I mean, maybe he is just vibing, but I hope so much that he comes back because it is infuriating that he got off like that. It fucking sucks. It 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 sucks ass a lot. Um oh also we met the sexy robot legends at the end of it. Um where the ones that they killed were the Zari and the Astra, where I'm like, oh, maybe not, maybe not a look we want to go for. Yeah, uh don't love that guys. So let's so that's one of those things where I'm like, let's see if they pull a young justice with these robots. Um, which is reference to when Young Justice had that hijabi monitor who was like uncool quote. Well, like I so brutally, they, yeah, oh god, I ay. where I'm a little bit concerned now that I think about it. Where I'm like, well, surely since people criticized Young Justice, legends will have learned from Bucket Man, no, you know? Never. I mean, in that regard, who doesn't who 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 doesn't learn from their mistakes worse? Young Justice or DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Or didn't, I guess Young Justice is over. Based as someone who has watched both Young Justice. Simple, I mean, like did they get Kelder to kiss a guy finally? Yes. But like once. It doesn't count if he only does it once. I gotta see him sucking dick live on screen. I mean, okay. yeah, that I weren't they doing I mean, a more maybe, adult version of it in the last season? I think you could. Young Justice has the problem. Actually, listen, if we could take a moment so I could talk about why Injustice. Um, You're fine. Roxy actually explained it best. And like Legends doesn't do this. And this is one of the things I have liked about Legends, where it's like, they're always like, okay, great. We did the thing. We've saved the day. And then it immediately cuts to the villains and they're like, did they do the thing? Where it's like, that's just exhausting. Let, let your uh, audience win things. You no? Know? Let your audience have things. Otherwise, it just feels kind of fruitless. You know? I uh, Let your audience... Let, uh, no, I was just thinking about that. Because, yeah, let your audience win things is just a good philosophy. This isn't even... Like, Legends, I think, is actually... Sometimes, too, it's detriment. Let their audience win things. Like, um, I'll say, when... when when Avalance got married and everyone was surrounding them, that was a fantastic let your audience win things moment. Like, I yeah. felt like I won something too. Like, it was still genuinely a very cute moment. Um, Even ignoring all my problems with season six and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it is good. Like, letting your audience win things does not necessarily have to be appealing to the lowest common denominator. We just had to fucking be like be nice to your audience yeah like you don't have to pander to them but like don't do shit where you pull the rug out last minute or you fuck over characters um because their actor is leaving like that's not the audience's fault don't do that because you personally are mad the actor's leaving shit like that legends doesn't so thanks guys <laughs> so uh, you know what guys good for you done it we've done it, done it. yeah I, yeah, we did it. Question. I mean, it's 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 finally. It's, um, finally. Where do you think? Have they said anything about where we're going in the second half of the season? I think it's going to be the robots. 
So we know the robots, okay. the reality TV. I mean, the whole thing about, and we learned this with, with Bishop, our whole thing is like, what does it mean to be human? Um, and the answer is ordering Taco Bell. Shut up. On... How dare you? The answer is shut up. Like, wow. in terms of, what is it? Like, I, you know, I'm just there like, please stop it. The combination Pizza Hut, Taco Bell. Oh, you're telling, you're telling the concept of what is being human to shut up. Yes. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm so sorry. The combination um, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Union Square is where I got my college education. To my own detriment, mostly. But that is the case. <laughs> yeah. Like... It's just fuck. I'm I'm I um I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. I didn't mean I would never tell you to shut up like that. But I just I hate that. What is is I guess maybe as an autistic person who like I feel like the idea of like what human is I, I have always tended to vibe better with the non human characters in media in some way, shape, or form. Well, so how did you feel? So about... I'm always like, I don't care, I wanna be a dragon. Fuck you. How did you feel about like Bishop in all of this? Because I think I think Bishop. Like, I'm sorry. I... And do you think they kind of did the thing where they sort of did the cop out of like, yeah, he's autistic, but we're making him autistic in the most obvious. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's Mr. like I have smart to... guy, smart guy. But it is it is a thing where it's like the issue I have with that kind of depiction is they do the thing. Like, remember when they, like, I, I, I don't, I didn't actually watch it, but apparently in Young Sheldon, they, like, literally do a thing where they're, like, they have a doctor be yeah, like, he he's definitely tested. not autistic. And they do that thing, like, to be, like, exhausting. um Just to be like, see, he's not autistic. See, see, see. And it's like, I almost am more, I, there's a twofold, there's a two-pronged problem here. The stuff I hate is when characters who are, very clearly written as autistic in an ill-intentioned way, like Reed Richards, um, people are like, Perhaps okay, the well, they're autistic. And then the, the author's... Greatest... Exa I mean, he is actually a really good example of this. Um, the greatest because example they gave of why we all don't of need what are considered stereotypical, like, negative traits, um, but, like, none of the positive ones, and there are positive ones, and also not everyone has that specific set of, like, quote-unquote negative traits, which I, I feel weird calling them negative traits, because they're not, it's just, like, it does you know what I mean, and, like, yeah. it's complicated, because there's two different kinds of characters that fit the not-officially-diagnosed-diagnosed-as-autistic category, which you have that kind, which suck, because the writers know that they're basically writing them as autistic, but not actually saying the word, because then people would actually think, hey, that's really ableist. But it's like, we can see you. It's, 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 it's like trying to hide, like, uh, uh, trying to hide um, a fucking piano under a tablecloth. Like, I can still see that piano-shaped, motherfucker. But um, you can still then you have the other kind that are honestly the only good autistic man? characters. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Billy Joel. Fuck the rest of you. But you have the other kind, which is like the only good kind outside of characters with autism written by autistic authors, um, which are characters that like aren't explicitly. I don't think the author realized they were writing them as autistic and in doing so made them like a fully realized character that also happens to have traits that autistic people by and large tend to identify with. And it's interesting that, like, obviously there are certain people who go, this I think this character is autistic and someone else with autism is like, I don't know. But overall, I've noticed that 
when autistic people in fandom decide that this character in a series is autistic, it's pretty fair consensus because it's like it's these traits exist and they're common in autistic people, but they're also positive. And that's not something you see a lot in media. It can be very difficult um, to find like good canonical depictions because they're usually by authors who aren't autistic. So it ends up being really weird and awkward um, and it sucks. And so I, I think it's kind of like with Bishop, it was like a weird thing to put in last minute. Especially since I'm like, he is very charming. And what are you talking about? Like, I like, I wouldn't have met with Sarah was like, like a very good host, like very suave. It's kind of weird that he was really charming. And that was something that I loved about him. That was the fun part is I genuinely was like, he's so funny. He's really Ugh. charming. He's really evil. And it's great. I didn't think of him as a character who was bad with people at all. And like maybe like pre-villainy Bishop is maybe a little more awkward and nebbish comparatively. But he's still like fairly similar. And I don't know why. Like there wasn't enough explanation given as to how like he went from being like. Re- I, like I, I guess it's that we're seeing the past version of him technically. But it's like, like I, yeah, I don't maybe fucking, the confidence like, comes later. It felt like a weird thing to throw in last minute. It's the number one thing. Like it, it just was like, why did you decide that this was going to be part of his personality? Now, what the fuck was the point of that? But um, because also the other thing is, he could have helped them without being wholly redeemable. That would have been a very interesting. I mean, and this is the thing with Legends, is Legends is like, I believe in every person there is a capacity for good and evil. And it's like, boo! Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's... Yeah. That's also, I'm like, this is not a shocking moral... This is not really a staggering ethical conclusion y'all have reached. You know, life really is like a hurricane, I guess. Like, I just... Fuck. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so fucking... Like I, I, it is, it is a weird thing to be, and I'm like, I don't know if they felt like, I, did someone tap you on the shoulder and go, your evil scientist character has to have autism? I am like the closest thing I guess you could, like I, it is so much more interesting for him to be just an explicitly transhumanist villain. I don't know why you felt that this was a thing that you had to fit into his character, because he was doing fine as just like a that, um, but like no, I guess we're just here now sure um i think i just can't get over how like unnecessary it was especially for such a well-developed and fun character who was already and i I mean not to say autistic characters can't be fun but in a way of like he was already so well-developed and clearly like had his own vibe going on it Mm -hmm. felt kind of unnecessary to add in something totally contradictory but you know i mean i am really really bummed that he got i have to hope that like maybe he comes back because it's like one uh everybody's kind of stuck because of quarantine rules so you're telling me you're gonna find a new actor um and two because like uh come on don't kill off your most fun villain like that fuck off i mean like like let's have him because remember how jess's husband got to do a bunch of roles and like listen he he was he was kind of a fun affable white guy um I just like let let's have more bit this is exactly what I mean where I want Bishop to be like Dean Pelton in community where it yeah, is true that would just, be really good 
I guess we don't see all of our... We were just wondering how many times a supervillain could come in in a ridiculous costume to deliver irrelevant news. I, that's him, and that's great. Like, fuck. Oh, Debbie. She's ho- hollering about something, but yeah. The chubby. It, it, the chubby. The chubby, chubby, chubby. I don't know. I, I Bishop is really good. I'm kind of, this has been such a good, such a good. Um, First half of the season that also, this, you know, I'm going scared. to the second half of the season that's premiering in two days. Oh, will, oh, it, serve, will it serve cunt? Or will Please. the season of the fish look more like trout? Please, please be good. Please, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Be good. Be good. Be good. Yeah. Just be cool. Um, I guess that's I guess that's it going forward. Please be cool. Guys, I need you to be cool about this. Let's see if we have a response to who the rude dude is. Okay, we don't, so I'm going to have to Google it. Which ninja turtle is the rude? Dude, Michelangelo is the rude dude. Okay, thank you. I thought it was probably Mikey, all things considered, but you know. Um, God, Nate Haywood was so close to being a Michael. I can feel it in my bones. He is emotionally. Like, he is absolutely emotionally, I think, a little bit. Last They're very similar. I saw someone, they were like, Jersey Shore had it right, where they had the guys doing all the cooking. And they had, uh, and also the laundry. And then they were like, except Vinny, who was like, isn't this girl's work? And they're like, well, that's why he's still single. And someone else was like, no, he's just a mama's boy. And I'm like, please. Oh, yeah. He is simply, exactly, he is simply exactly what he is supposed to be. He is absolutely what he was supposed to be. Like, what do you what do you want for him? Him? Hey, 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 hey. What? Okay. What? Okay. Oh no. Okay. Oh, so no. there is what? now a Catholic what? version of Megalovania. Everybody, shut up. Legend doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. No okay, one cares. Can you please, can you please play it for me? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could- if you could just, if you could just tune, if you could just put that shit on, if you could just put that, put that shit on for us real quick. Okay. Um, sh- do I have to unplug my headphones? You do. Okay. Hold on. Wait, no, the, my mic is in my headphones. Fuck. All right. Okay. I'm sending it to you here. Hold on. I'll send it to you because I'm just like, Hey, first off. So like a circus apparently performed megalovania in front of the Pope and it was not the Homestuck version and it was not the, um, Undertale version. It was a fusion of the two. It was a fusion of the two. So, um, the Pope could, uh, so we have a papal version of the, the text now. Um, I feel like I'm going fucking crazy. (laughs) My God, um, uh, and like some, I think it was some fucking guy gave the pope. Because the pope, un- the pope, the pope, the pope did his his speech this year. Yes, his so the yearly pope, pope speech. You, if you go to the, if you go visit the pope, you have to bring him a gift. And I was like, fuck, fuck. If I ever met the pope, fuck. I, I don't know what I would give him. Probably like my grandmother's Virgin Mary statue or something. I don't fucking know. Um, I would give him a piece of this ass. <laughs> Well, that works too. But, but uh, so somebody gave him like a copy of Undertale, 
Um. So. So. I guess this is just a good. I can't believe there's a Catholic. of undertale yeah i some i think it was matt pat that guy who does like the game theory shit or whatever i don't know why matt pat met the oh right i think i actually okay so like apparently a bunch of gamers met the pope <laughs> i'm sorry it's just fucking horrible oh god um, i guess pope francis was like i want me some of what john paul ii had in terms of like relatability and rock star attitude and um uh, uh, so he empty. did like and all of the devils are here yeah and um you know no room in hell dead walk the earth etc i give up like there <laughs> are no gamers in heaven no of course not i need to uh, make that crystal clear i just fucking okay so it was like a thing on like i don't know gaming in diversity i don't remember it doesn't matter a bunch of gamers met the pope and they all had to give the pope a gift so matt pad gave him a copy of undertale and if i was toby fox i would literally have i just would have opened my fucking stomach up i've had enough That's my like, gift what do you even do if if like what do you, what do you do anymore? What does a man I, do when halfway well, through? Well, like I felt because like he actually gave an interview where he's like, "Yeah, my life will literally never be the same again." I he j straight up was like, "I will never know peace," and I'm just like, "Who the Pope?" No, Toby Fox, and I'm like, "Yeah, sorry about that." My my bad, actually, because yeah, that's me a too. lot. Me too. Uh, me too, Toby. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's so funny. everybody shut up. There's a Catholic Megalovania now. It's so, I just, I, can you play it? I'm going to try. Okay. okay. Um, it's just that I'm going to have to take my headphones out. Okay. It's fine. So I will need it from your end. Okay. Well, actually, no, because Craig will record you, but I don't want it to like double record. Okay. So you so want me to just take my headphones out so you can play it? Hold on. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. One second. <laughs> there's an acrobat <laughs> okay here's what i need you to do i need you to go back in time 500 years and i need you to show a picture of what's going to happen here to whoever the pope is at the time because like on. they they have they have the pope jester that has to stand in front of the pope and what's crazy about that is he's not even part of the megalovania bit no, he's, he's just, just the there. Pope jester. There's a juggler. Pope. There's an acrobat. <laughs> okay, 500 years ago would be, hold on. Da, 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 Michelangelo. Donatello. No. Um, <laughs> hold on. That would be 1500. So let me keep fucking scrolling. Let me keep scrolling. Let me keep scrolling. All right, the one that is closest to where we are is the one that it would have been either Leo the Tenth or Adrian the Sixth. Fantastic. Uh, I want so him to had... see with his own face eyes. Okay, so this is fun. So Adrian the Sixth was the only Dutch Pope, last non-Italian to be elected Pope until John Paul II in 1978. Uh, he All right, well, that seems a little unfair. 
Okay, he refused to compromise with Lutheranism theologically, demanding Luther's condemnation as a heretic. Fair. He, however, I actually don't. <laughs> I don't know. However, he is noted for having attempted to reform the Catholic Church administratively in response to the Protestant Reformation. That's why we didn't. And honestly, this is why we didn't let non-Italians back in. Because you guys don't. Because you guys are always ruining the fucking party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine Um, making Matthias the Pope. And Leo X was the one remembered for granting indulgences to those who donated to rebuild St. Peter's Basilica, excommunicated Martin Luther, extended the Spanish Inquisition to Portugal. Um, oh, so... I need to show this. This guy, I think, would, I think this man will look at the acrobats and he might be horrified, but I think he might also think it kind of fucks. Because he was also the son of Lorenzo de' Medici. So, like, yeah. Oh, he's... my God. Yeah, I would absolutely. That now would be fun. we're talking party time. Yeah. Everybody getting down because it's party time. Yeah, it's fucking great. All right. I mean, I guess on that note, it's time to at some point re-record the hundred and go boldly into the next half of this Legends of Tomorrow season, possibly their last. Um, depending on where where the money's gonna come from. I, you know, and I'm I I. I mean, genuine question before we go. Like, how likely do you think it is the show is going to be? I wish I could give you an answer. I have, I, I, I've spoken to the people we talk about who are far smarter than we are about this. Um, and they do not know. It, like, depends, I... it depends on what's been budgeted for this year. It depends on if they want to, like, maybe they want to make themselves look attractive by... Um you know, putting out shows again, maybe there is no money in the budget and they're totally bankrupt. It it's, it's anyone's game. So that'll be fun. It is truly a New York Giants season of a television network. Yeah. Place your bets. Actually, no, that kind of makes it sound like they're being set up to fail. Um, I, I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, truly, as they say with football, any given Sunday, Okay, and guys, what that means, football is determined not by how many games you win cumulatively, but um, basically how you play in certain games in the season. So any given Sunday means that based on whether or not it's like a playoff game or whatever, you have the chance to turn your team's luck around. What? Yeah. Fuck, I, I don't understand football. No. No, nobody does. That's actually what they don't tell you. I fucking hate it here. John Madden um, actually just passed taking the secrets of it to the grave with him. Um, Brandon Routh in a bald wig also. Because I was looking, because I was just, I was like looking at your blog because I look at it to keep up with stuff. And just to say hello in an internet way. But, um. Oh, I'm Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh smashed bald? Yeah. Incredible. Um, hey, I want you to know in The Sims. There's an item called the Dikai Kawaii Neko Lamp. And the description starts, This big kitty lamp is mega cute desu. So, should we kill ourselves now? Or Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know, hey, this is about a completely different superhero thing. But what the fuck was it? What the fuck is the Riddler costume? You think I'm supposed to fucking take that shit lying down? Fuck you. Fuck I you. Mean, How maybe- did you do that? Um, Why? he looks he looks like someone. I can't remember what. He looks dumb as shit. There, but like, there's a killer he looks like specifically. 
Oh, Zodiac. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, that's exactly what... Yeah, he looks like the Zodiac. It's the Executioner kind of hood look. But that's not enough. Fuck you. Edison's supposed to be... He's just supposed to be like... I I think that actually, now that I say that, I'm like, oh, I think that might have been their inspo because, like, codes and puzzles and shit. But, like, hey, no. Ed should look like a little gay... A little gay boy. Why is there just a random person at my Sims house? Also, I'm going to cut this from the podcast because it is truly perhaps too vile. But you know the mod that lets your Sims have sex? Yeah. So I decided to set it, for Mia's sake, to people can just have sex wherever, whenever. And so we're my Sims are having a date at a bar. And in the fucking lounge area, two people start doing it. And from there, three people start doing it. And from there, a fourth person joins. And I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. And then a fifth yeah. person joins. That is just a five-person fuck pile up. That's crazy. And I'm like, in a panini? In a panini? I mean, I guess you have to assume that there's no COVID wherever the Sims live. God. We should all be so lucky. Like, I, yeah, man, please. Um, I might actually keep that in because what is that if not DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Oh yeah, that is actually DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Because it was truly apparently just two people <gasps> oh, having sex on their date. Up. Oh no, now everybody what? Shut up! No, this is important. This is okay. So for because basic fun hates me. The My Little Ponies. Oh fuck you! Fuck you! How come I have to pay twenty two fucking dollars for fizzy? Go and fuck yourself. Okay, sorry. Hi. Um. Uh. I forgot where I was going with this. Hi. So Basic Fun has been making re-releases of My Little Ponies. Um, I've been buying them. I have I haven't actually displayed them yet because they're all still in box and I don't know where to put them. So they're just in my you know, whatever. I have I have a ton of other stuff out on display. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Alright. So <laughs> so for whatever reason their contract with Target ran out. And so now I have to go to motherfucking Cracker Barrel to go fucking buy these things. Cracker- the only other <laughs> the only other store selling them have like three stores in Michigan. And I'm like, first off, I think first off, I genuinely forget that Michigan and Wisconsin are different states. In my head, one of them is just a city and the other, and it really does change which one is which on the day. They are not different states to me. I'm sorry. If you live in either of these states, I'm, it's not Detroit your fault. Detroit is in Michigan. What? Detroit is in Michigan. Maybe that's why. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They just seem the same to me. So, um, so I really, Twinkle Eye Ponies are some of my favorites because their lore is like all kinds of fucked up, all things considered, for like a children's toy. Um, so they have them on Walmart.com now, but because fuck you pricing uh gingerbread and fizzy who i guess for whatever fucking reason are like 20 bucks and the other two are like 10 and i don't know why that's allowed same with cherry's jubilee and lickety split and it sucks on ice sucks so much um still definitely cheaper than ebay but it's like boo um it's like Oh, shit, I found a quiz that said, did this happen in Riverdale or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? So let's see if I can pass this. Hold on. I guess okay, this is... Okay, but this is the last bit we're doing tonight. Literally because last... it was it was made for you personally. Yeah, all right. An alien comes to Earth just to be friends with the main cast. That's JoJo's because that's just Mikitaka. Correct. A character hires assassins to kill his daughter's friends. That... 
Okay. That is I, that's Riverdale. Here that's I'm Riverdale. That's Riverdale. That's Riverdale because I was like, but like I was like, no, the reverse happened. In oh both, huh? Are Main we counting Giovolo? I guess. But he only wanted to kill Trish. I don't. I I, I got. Ah yeah. All right. I guess. Okay, yeah, all right. Mia was like, well, I guess that All right, so yeah, I guess that counts. Main character dies in a ritualistic sacrifice. Um, Riverdale. That's Riverdale. That was Archie Andrews. They ripped his... That was when they were doing the River Vale. Yeah, they've definitely... So I, I, I have a mutual who watches Riverdale and actually, like, enjoys it. And so, like, I, I know Whoa. a lot about what happens on Riverdale. Whoa, really? Shit. Yeah. Um, I've never actually met someone who watches it. Um, Okay, but main characters dying in ritualistic sacrifices. I, 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 I Technically, Jonathan? Tech technically, I don't okay, really think well, they, they took in River in River Vale, they they ripped Archie's heart out of his out of his chest. This is difficult because I'm like, I guess technically it's also like do, when you say main character, do you just mean like in this sense that like the Joe Star specific? Or do you mean like the the immediate circle of characters and this around is, them? And you know what, and this is the kind of content the A V club won't give you. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna say Riverdale because I can't think of anything. I'm like technically something kind of in part seven matches up with this but i don't know if we're going on parts all right i'm just doing riverdale i'm probably gonna be wrong oh correct never mind there is a drug called jingle jangle that is just riverdale um there is an invisible baby that is actually jojo's because it's shizuka joestar um horse houseborns down all the characters yeah that's jojo's i don't that yeah a character said that is... for both that's both yes all right yeah there's an organ harvesting cult technically if this is Rip part seven both because if this includes part seven that is literally what part seven is about so it says incorrect and they're incorrect because part seven is literally about finding the corpse of jesus christ that's an orvian harvesting cult that counts rip sarah where's the body of christ thank you um there's an underground prison boxing ring i know this is probably in riverdale i don't think it's technically in it is, it is riverdale yes okay yeah, a girl kidnaps her crush. That is, uh, does a girl kidnaps her crush and imprisons him in her house? Does happen in JoJo's because that's just Yukako and Koichi's. Let's love Deluxe's first fight. I fight, can't. Does I, it happen I, in Riverdale? I cannot recall. Okay, so I'm gonna say just JoJo's. Correct. Okay, cool. The task of apprehending a serial killer is left to a group of teenagers. That is the entirety of part four. So both teenagers are caught up in drug drug trafficking. Um, both. Clearly, you've never he remember he had to sell he he dropped out of school to sell drugs for his grandma. Then yes. clearly, you've never known the highs and lows of high school. Yes, football. yes, I know the line. There's a high stakes <laughs> game of catch in the prison yard. Happens in JoJo's. That is the Mirashan fight. Um, does it happen in Riverdale? Absolutely. All right. So both. It says incorrect. So it must have just been JoJo's. There's a bear attack. Uh, that would I have to be Riverdale. Yeah, I don't remember one in JoJo's. All right, so that was correct. A character is a vision being thrown into a fire. What the fuck? Okay, so basically, basically, um, Betty's sister has her incest twins. It's fine. They're cousins. Cousin what? incest. What? What? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I don't actually know this. All right, sure, whatever. Flowers in the attic. Move on. What's up? Well, the blossoms are basically taken sort of to their flowers in the attic conclusion and sort of not basically we find out that their parents love incest and basically encourage jason blossom to go out with holly cooper because they're cousins and so they're like and so that baby is going to be pure blossom 
And everyone's like, I don't like where this... Say different words. That fucked. Okay. So that happens in Riverdale. I don't think this happens in JoJo's. I don't think... And so basically at some point, Betty's yeah. sister and her mom join a cult. Not entirely sure if they're still in that cult. Gotta correct um, on that one. And, also, sorry, And they hold huh? the babies over the fire and they float. Okay. So... Congrats on giving birth to magical salamanders. And second off, huh? All right. Anyway, dance is used to torture a man for information. I think that happens in Riverdale. Theoretically, this happens in JoJo's because is that not just what JoJo posing is? Yeah, but they don't actually get info out of him. All right. I think that's supposed to be both, even though that's not. It says incorrect. So I guess not. Teenager gains control of the mafia. This is actually both. That's fine. Yeah. A character yeah. fakes her death. That's not fair. That happens all the time on everything. It says you correct. You your death? One. Yeah, Joseph does for like. Yeah, no, uh, no. That's I think that happens in Riverdale. An unethical I, doctor keeps a human pet. That does happen in JoJo. Does that happen in Riverdale? I cannot tell. All right, says correct for just JoJo's character switches bodies with the turtle. That's just JoJo. I was really a main character is a secret brother that turns out to be a murderer. Um. Oh boy, I feel like this is Riverdale. I know it's Riverdale. I'm like, does that happen to? I. <laughs> it no. <laughs> I I see what you're saying. But I can't technically talk about this because part six anime is airing. And so me saying any of this would be a huge spoiler for people who are anime. I don't know how you're anime only at this point, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Um, What the fuck was. All right. So I'm like, technically, this is both of them. But like, that's by a very generous definition. So I'm just going to say Riverdale. It says correct. So sure. A character keeps their rotting brother's corpse in a basement. Riverdale. What? Yeah, that was Cheryl and Jason. She just keeps her brother's corpse down there? Yeah, she couldn't, you know, she she was traumatized. Okay, work. Um, I'm like, this technically, I, Jonathan, Dio hangs out to, uh, with Jonathan's skull, but I don't think this technically counts. So it says correct for just Riverdale. Okay, so I got 80%, which is great. A couple of those were on a technicality. I still think I should have gotten the organ god cult because that's literally what part seven is about. But hey, listen, um... You know, I, I, so I guess these things are, things just happen all the time, I guess, is, is, uh, the, the... everything, everything on Riverdale happens so fucking much. I guess. Yeah. I, everything on anything happens so fucking much, you know, whatever. Just, you know. Um, and that is, and that concludes our and that 706, concludes CC's Legends of Tomorrow? Question that mark? Concludes, and that concludes Legends in Review. Um, All right. We are so close, guys. We're so close. We're so I close. I think we're going to get there. We're going to get worth halfway there. Oh. oh. Et cetera. Um, um, so right. we'll see you soon. See you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. God. Bye. Bye.